to see everyone out tonight. I do appreciate you being here. Let's get started with a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, to worship and to praise you. Lord, pray that you would give us exactly what we need to hear tonight. Lord, we apply it to our hearts and our lives. Thank you again for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I want you to turn to your Bibles to 1 John real quick. 1 John uh, 4, and we're going to sing a song. Uh, the kids are singing it, and, and uh, uh, Maddie knows this song, and I think Lydia knows this song. Uh, it's 1 John 4, 7, and 8. And uh, so we're going to sing it, and uh, you, uh, I'll have my wife help me a little bit. And, uh, but we'll, uh, we'll sing it through the first time, and then we'll sing it as a congregation. Uh, uh, all right? All right, here we go. Beloved... Let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Beloved, let us love one another, First John 4, 7, and 8. I got it. Turn over 350. 350, you will sing first, second, and fourth.
I turn over 416. It'll be a bit of a slower song, but it's a good one.
Go ahead and turn over to Appreciate you being here this evening. Everyone have a good afternoon. Amen. Hope so. How many got a nap? Yeah, a couple of you did. My wife tried to get a nap. And just as she, I seen her over there, she was sitting in the chair and she goes. And I go, hey, you trying to get some rest? And uh, I scared her and uh, I'm in trouble now. So you pray for me as uh I'm finding myself in that doghouse. It's pretty comfy, though, and so I've got it just how I how I like it. And uh, but no, I, I woke her up from her sleep just whenever she got the, she just closed her eyes, and I was waiting on that exact moment. And she, 
she jumped and oh, it was great. It was great. But uh, I do appreciate you being here this evening. If you can't have fun, I don't know. I, I just enjoy life and enjoy uh, my family, aggravating them mostly. And uh, so, but uh, I was praying about what to preach tonight, uh, this week, and the Lord brought me back to something that, uh, something that we all uh, struggle with. And uh, we all have uh, trials. One thing is that someone has said there's only two sureties in life or two certainties, that's death and taxes. Well, the Bible says this in John 16, 33. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. He said, in the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. God has told us uh, in this world we're going to have tribulation. So you can mark that down with one of those assurities. As Christians, we're going to have tribulations. We're promised that. Now, how we handle those tribulations will either develop us into Christ's likeness or will uh, uh, allow us to um, be defeated if we allow those, those trials and troubles. Uh, they can defeat us and, and discourage us along the way. In Genesis, there's a man by the name of Joseph. And he was no exemption to this rule. He found tribulations everywhere he went, it seemed. His brothers were jealous and hated him, so they sold him into slavery. We know the story there. But common sense and seemingly decent, uh, uh, decency prevailed instead. So his own brothers, instead of having him put to death, that's what they really wanted to do, they uh, decided they would sell him to the Midianites, if you remember the story. And and but his his brothers they were jealous they hated him, and so they plotted his death. and And in Egypt, uh, a man by the name of uh, Potiphar bought him, not not knowing the precious promise that would uh, go along with that. But the Bible says in Genesis twelve three it says, "And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee. And this and thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed." Potiphar was made prosperous because of Joseph. And the Lord blessed Potiphar uh, on many occasions because of uh, the way he treated Joseph. Joseph did his very best at his job. Whatever he found, his hand found to do, he did it with all his might. And he was given a job of overseer as a reward for his hard work. And when Potiphar made Joseph the boss, he was blessed once again. The Lord blessed him once again. Can I say that every time the Lord blesses, that Satan is on attack? I mean, he, he's mad. When the Lord blesses, he's mad, he curses, and he wants to destroy. Satan used Potiphar's wife uh, to uh, try to seduce him, but to bring Joseph down, but... Joseph would not sin against his Lord. He said, I'm, how could I do this evil against, uh, in the sight of my Lord and, in, uh, and to my master? And uh, he said, I, could, I can't do this. So Satan used, tried to use Potiphar's wife. So because of her pride, uh, of course, she started spreading rumors and, stri uh, and started crying out to her husband and said that, uh, that Joseph tried to have a, a relationship with her that wasn't, uh, it was unseemly, but um, Joseph did not do that. So um, Joseph was thrown into prison for Potiphar's wife's sake. 
Uh, just so we catch up with the story, so far in this short time of period, Joseph was sold into slavery by his own brothers. Then he was cast into prison for false accusations. Sure seems like he had some tribulations, doesn't it? You know, anybody else had to go through that kind of tribulations? We all face tribulations. We all face trials. Many people would have griped and murmured about the Lord and complained, Lord, what? I'm doing exactly what you want me to do, and here you are throwing me in jail. I'm, I've got these false accusations about me. But that's not what Joseph did. Joseph had character. And many people would have griped and complained, but I see that Paul found himself in the same situation. And uh, he, he, uh, he summed up his, how he felt about his circumstances. He was thrown in prison as well. He said in uh, Philippians 4.11, it says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Here is the fact. Every person in this room are going to face trials and troubles from time to time. Every person. What made Joseph and Paul different? Can I tell you, God's no respecter of persons. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God loves you. He loves me. And he's no respecter of persons. They both realized that they had four things in these prisons that was help them to cope through any situation we find ourselves in. And I'm going to share those things with you. And we're going to be in Genesis chapter number 39. Genesis chapter number 39. Start in uh, verse 20. The Bible says, And Joseph's master took him and put him in the prison in a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, once again, thank you for this opportunity. Lord, I pray that you will just uh, give us a little, uh, some truths tonight to help us to apply to our hearts and help us throughout the week. Lord, I do thank you for what you're going to do. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor that comes from it. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to share with you four things that we can have uh, while we're uh, going through trials and tribulations and uh, even in prison is what I titled it. Even in prison, even in prison, he knew of the Lord's presence. He felt the Lord's presence here. Now look there in verse 21. It says, but the Lord was with Joseph. You know, the Bible tells us that uh, Joseph knew that the Lord was with him even during the, the fact that, that he was there in prison, even though he was sold into slavery. Joseph knew that God was with him the whole time. Proverbs 18.24 says, A man that hath friends must show himself friendly, but notice this, And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. 
I believe that Joseph may have claimed that verse. I know it wasn't written at that point, but I think Joseph may have claimed that verse. There is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother, and that friend is the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, I am with thee, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, 5, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. You know, I, I say those things. I, 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 um, I really quote that fact that God will never leave us nor forsake us. I say it all the time. But sometimes I think we have the idea that it's just words on a page. You realize that that is a precious promise that God has given to us, that he would never leave us nor forsake us? Even in prison, he knew the presence of God was with him. In Isaiah 41, verse 10, it says, For thou... Uh, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Aren't you thankful, even in prison, if you will, or any circumstances you find yourself in, God is there with you, He is our help. Deuteronomy 31, 6 says this, Be strong and have good courage, for fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Folks, this is a promise not just to the old-time Christians. It's to the new-time Christians. It's to you. It's to me. It's a precious promise that we can claim today, even in our trials, even in our circumstances, God's presence is with us. We have a companion who knows what we need before we ever need it. You realize that? And you say, why do, we, why do we even pray then? If God knows what we need before we need it, why do we even pray? Because the Bible says, casting all your care upon him, for he care for you. You know, we're to let our petitions be known unto God. He knows exactly what you need before you ever even think you need it. God's way ahead of us. See, uh, the Bible says, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not. You know, what we need today is we need wisdom. You know, it doesn't matter what your problem is. It may be a problem with family. It may be finances. It may be fear. It may be falsehoods. Uh, I, I see all these things really uh, could be summed up in the life of Joseph. All these problems, family and finances, fear, falsehoods, all these things were found in his life. But can I tell you that he knew that he had the Lord's presence with him whithersoever he went. There are times that people come to me for answers. Pastor, what do I do? I just don't know what to do. And I tell them, sometimes I just don't know. But I know who does know. And you can run to the shelter of his arms. You know, the Bible says, casting all your care upon him, for he care for you. We, our, our verse for this year says, I will lift up mine eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help. Aren't you thankful that we have somewhere we can run to? Knowing that he is our protection he's our he's we we know his presence is there he is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother but then i want you to notice number two even in prison he had the lord's provision you know no the prison bars didn't 
didn't shelter out God's provisions. Look there in verse 23. It says, The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. The tribu- you know the tribulations that Joseph found himself in? It didn't catch God by surprise. This, you know, anytime you're facing a trial, you're facing a tribulation, hey, that didn't catch God by surprise. He's not, he's not asleep at the wheel. God knows what's going on. You see, he knew this, uh, that Joseph was going to be in prison, and he knew that Joseph was going to need his protection and his provision. You know, the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. God has enabled us. He has empowered us to do things not in our own power, but we can do everything through Christ which strengtheneth us. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, And he hath said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in mine infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For with me, for without me, ye can do nothing. Folks, we need him. We need his provisions daily. His provision can be found in his holy scriptures. Folks, this is all we need that pertains to life and godliness. I heard uh, uh, when I went to visit the governor and, and had prayer with him, and he says, uh, he said he had many books. He said, but if I only had one book, he said it would be this book. That's, that was pretty astounding to me. I, I was thankful that he had that, he put that much importance on the Word of God. I hope that, I hope he meant that. See, we have the Word of God, and all the provision is found in the Word of God. All the answers to life and trials can be found in the Word of God. The Bible says, according to as his, his divine power hath uh, given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Psalm 27, 13 says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. A friend of mine went to the doctor some time ago, and I remember him telling me, how he was having some blood pressure issues. And he said, I never had blood pressure issues before in my life. And he told the doctor that. He said, I've never had blood pressure issues. And the doctor told him, he said, well, son, he says, you haven't lived long enough. He said, you're always going to have blood pressure. Sometime you're going to have blood pressure issues. As you get older, we have problems. Uh, He says, either they get high or they get low. That's what the doctor told him. The same can be said about trials. I hear people say, oh, I never have problems. I never have trials. Well, then you haven't lived long enough because we're going to have trials. But aren't you thankful? The Bible says in Psalm 121, I will lift up mine eyes into the hills which from whence cometh my help. All the answers to life's tragedies, life's trials, and life's burdens can be found in the Word of God. But Let me give you five precious truths that we can have in life's tragedies. We can see how God wants to work on our behalf to change us. You see, the thing of it is we get a fresh glimpse of God's power. Every time we go through a trial, 
we get a fresh glimpse of God's power. You know, there's no problem that's too big for God. There's no problem that's, that's over, so overwhelming that God has to wring his hands and say, I don't know how, how I'm going to work this one out. Every time you face a trial, it's just another opportunity to get a fresh glimpse of God's power. But also, it, it, we get a fresh touch from God. A fresh touch from God. We can see how God intervenes on our behalf. Sometimes you just need that. But then also we get that fresh communion with the Lord. Sometimes we get stagnant in our walk with the Lord. And what we need is we just need a fresh communion with Him. But also we see a fresh awareness. We get a fresh awareness of His second coming. You know, this, is, this, this world, we're going to have trials. He promised us, but you know what He said? I have overcome the world. You're going to have trials and, and troubles, but he says, I have overcome the world. That just gives us another fresh perspective, knowing that God is coming back. He said, I'm not going to leave you here comfortless. He says, he's going to leave the Holy Spirit with us. But then he says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. He said, I'm going to come and get you and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. All of the answers of life's triumphs can be found in the word of God. Job 2.10 says, But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What, shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall not receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. His provision can be found in his helpful saints, in the scriptures, but also in the saints. You know, 2 Corinthians 1 4 says, Who comfort us in all tribulations, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. You know, there's some situations, some trials that you go through that God allowed to put in your life so down the road you can be a blessing to someone else. You say, I don't know what you're talking about. I can tell you of different situations where people have gone through trials. Let's name cancer for one and how God has worked through their, someone's life. And they, and they, in return, have been able to counsel in some way and be able to talk to someone else that had cancer and, and be able to say, hey, God was with me the whole way. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a trial, but God's right there with me. You know, it, it, we can use those circumstances in life, those trials in life, and use them for the glory of God and say, hey, I, I don't know how I got through it. No, I know exactly how God got me through this. I can count on Him. See, you're not the first person to go through problems, and you're not going to be the last pro person. His provision can be found also not only in the Scriptures and in uh, His saints, but also in the Holy Spirit. John 14, 16 says, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another, another comforter that Travis said, Brother Travis said in his class, I remember this, and I wrote it down in my Bible, and I, I'll never forget it. He said that word another is, means one just like this thing. And he said the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy, that comforter, Jesus was the comforter while he was here, but as when Jesus went on to heaven, he left his Holy Spirit here to be that comforter, that, that uh, comforter for the Christian. The Bible says that he may abide with you forever. Folks, as we have the Holy Spirit living and abide with us, he's our comfort. 
you know, that's the provision that we need today is the Holy Spirit's provision. Jesus told the disciples that this comforter would be like him. You just need to ask for his help. You just need to ask. God's there with his arms wide open wanting to help and wanting to be there for you. I know this because he's helped me. But then I want you to notice number three, even in prison, he had his protection. You know, prison can be a scary place. I went to the, used to go over here to the Putnam County Prison there, and, and uh, I tell you what, there were, some, there were some scary folks in there. One of the men that I got to meet, they called him Zippo. The reason why they called him Zippo was because he, he murdered a guy and then put gasoline all over him and threw a Zippo on him. This man was one of the sweetest men that I met, though. He was one that he helped me in the Bible study that we were having, and, and uh, everybody called him Zippo, but he told me not to call him Zippo. He said, call me Paul. He said, I don't want to, I don't want to be known for what my, in my past sins. I want to be known for what I'm going to do for the Lord in the future. But prison, you know, even in prison, it's pretty scary. But you know we can find his protection even now, I'm saying prison, but it's in, it's in any trial, any trouble that you find yourself. We have God's protection. Look there in verse 21. It says, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Proverbs 16, 7 says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Folks, you know, it doesn't matter where, what trial, what trouble you find yourself in. We can have God's protection. God said He'd never leave us nor forsake us. You gain His protection when you obey His commandments. Folks, when we get away from His commandments, we don't have the promise of His protection. But when we are following His commandments, when we're obeying His commandments, we have His promise of His protection. The Bible says, if you love me, keep my commandments. The Bible says, for this is the love of God that we keep His commandments and His commandments are not grievous. We can obey all of His commandments. You realize that? I was, I was thinking about this. I wrote this down. It says, there are not, and I asked my wife to make, correct my grammar, but uh, there are not any commandments that are impossible to keep. We can keep all the commandments. Uh, not, the Bible says they're not grievous. They're not hard for us. So we can, this is... Uh, things that we are reasonable duty, if you will. They may seem hard, but when you step out by faith in obedience, God will bless. You gain His protection not only when you're obedient, but also when you're open to His correction. You know, sometimes when we're corrected, we want to run from that. You know what God is trying to do? He's trying to chasten us. Why? Because it's a blessing. You know, it's a blessing to be chastened of God. Say, it's, a, it's really, you like being spanked by God? I didn't say I like it, but I say it's a blessing. Why? Because it proves that I'm His child. What a blessing it is to know that my loving Father, Heavenly Father, chastens His Son, chastens His children. I'm thankful that I have a loving father. You know, I didn't look, I didn't, I wasn't real thankful that my dad would spank me when I was a kid. I, I can't call it a spank and whoop me. 
And there's a difference between spankings and whoopings. But now that I look back, I, I needed most of them. And I needed a lot of them that I didn't get. And I'm thankful that I had a father, a dad here on earth that spanked me when I needed him. Why? Because it showed me that he loved me. And that's the same. It's even more true about our Heavenly Father. He, lo- he chastens those that he loves. It shows his protection. But then I want you to notice the final thing. Even in prison, he had his prosperity. Look there in verse 23. It says, The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him. What a testimony that Joseph had. The prison prison guard says, You know, I don't have to worry about him. Isn't that a great testimony? The fact that, hey, I don't have to worry about so-and-so on the job site. Why? Because he's a Christian. The Lord's with him. That should be our testimony. That should be the way we live our life. The Bible says this, And that which he did... The Lord made it to prosper. Well, the Bible says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these, all these things shall be added unto you. The Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy ways prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. How many blessings do we have? Do you realize that we could spend every hour, every minute of every hour of every day just telling of the precious promises and the blessings that God has bestowed upon us? I I read this little devotional. There was an article that I read one time and it had 53 blessings that we got just when we got saved. I'm going to read just a couple of them to you and then we'll have the message for tonight. But... He said in in this article, he says, we have the blessings of our sins forgiven. Do you realize that? When we got saved, our sins were forgiven. The Bible says, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Folks, we have so much to be thankful for. Even in our prison, even in our trials, we have these precious promises. We have... God's protection. We have God's provisions. You know, then it goes on to say, uh, he said, uh, we have the blessings of adoption. The Bible says in Ephesians 1.5, having predestinated us unto the adoption of the children of Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Folks, we've been adopted. We have a home prepared for us in the heaven. I'm not there I'm not going there based on uh, what my dad did, but I'm going there based on what Jesus did. But then we have the blessings of justification. When I got saved, I got the blessings of justification. The Bible says being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That word justification, I I heard uh, one preacher say it this way. Justification means just as if I've never sinned. Isn't that good? Just as if I've never sinned. And let me give you one more. We have the blessings of God's, our Christ's intercession on our behalf. The Bible says, Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Folks, we have so many blessings. 
We have so many blessings that God has bestowed upon us. He was so good. For every saved person, this is true. It's not just true for Paul and for Joseph, but for every Christian, this is true. We have, during the, our trials, during our imprisonments, if you will, those, those things that trouble us so much, we have God's presence. We have God's provision. We have God's protection. And we can experience God's prosperity. We, have all the, we, we all have problems. What makes a difference is who's going through those problems with us. We can either run to the Lord or we can run away from the Lord. You know what happened in Jonah, the book of Jonah? What did he do? He had a choice and he ran away from the thanks of God. He tried to run away, but can I tell you, there's safety in the arms of our Lord. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Just wanted to share some thoughts with you. What, what can we have? What, what do we need when we're going through our trials and when we're faced with imprisonment and faced with persecution and tribulation and trials? Well, we know we have God's presence with us. We have His provision, His protection, and His prosperity. Maybe you're here tonight and you say, Pastor, I, I, haven't been, I haven't been claiming those promises. Pastor, I need your prayers. I want to encourage you to find a place at the altar and just trust the Lord. And I know you're, uh, every one of us are faced with problems. Problems will either make you better or they'll make you bitter. Won't you draw nigh to the Lord? Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I do thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, I thank you for how you've uh, shared with us tonight. No matter what we're faced with, and no matter circumstances or trials or troubles, we know that we can have your presence, that you're promised that you would be with us, that you would never leave us nor forsake us. Lord, that we have your provision, that you're going to provide for our every need. Lord, that we have your protection. And Lord, that nothing's going to happen to us. Nothing's going to catch you by surprise. But then we can have your prosperity. Lord, I pray that you would just do a work in this invitation time. Speak to our hearts as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Brother Adam's going to begin playing softly. I encourage you, if you, Lord, spoke to your heart tonight, just to find a place at the altar. Maybe you need to claim some promises tonight. You ever felt all alone during your trial? You thought, there's no one here. There's no one here to help me. God said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. God's given you the provision to take care of whatever, you're, whatever problem you face. promise of his protection and then his prosperity he's going to he's going to bless you I encourage you just to find place at the altar tonight.
hope and pray that you can apply that to your hearts this week. I do want to give you just a couple announcements. I want to remind you next Sunday is daylight saving or the uh, spring forward. Uh, so make sure that you do that you, uh, for your, your clock so you can get up and be ready for the church services. Then on March 18th, Missionary Jong from the uh, Philippines is going to be with us. And then Sunday, March the 25th is our teen service. And then Friday, March the 30th, we're going to have a Good Friday service here at 7 o'clock at our church. And uh, still looking for those, someone that may uh, be interested in uh, doing the junior church. We would like to have a junior church. There should be quite a few children here. And if you'd be interested in doing that, we're also going to need nursery workers for that night. So if you could help out with that, uh, that would be a blessing. And then on April the 7th, there's a prayer breakfast and then on April the 27th, 28th, I know I'm announcing it early, but we need to have, we need to know if you're planning on going. And uh, we're going to a couples retreat in Brown County and looking forward to a wonderful time for that. That's a cost is $150 and uh, you can pay that uh, if you pay it by check, just uh, write in the memo, uh, couples retreat. So Brother Phil can mark that. Uh, so we have a record of that. And also if uh, money is an uh, obstacle to get around or whatever don't make it don't let it allow it to be uh, we can take care of that i know i've had folks come to me and say hey uh, we want to be a blessing to a family we can't go but we want to be a blessing to someone that is uh, wanting to go they can't go so uh, you uh, don't don't allow anything to hinder you from going to this couple's retreat i know it'll be a blessing to you all right let's all uh, uh i'll go ahead and have the men come forward we'll take up this evening's tithes and offerings Brother Eli, sir, would you please? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being us all here safely tonight. Thank you for giving Pastor uh, words to say to us and help us to apply to our daily lives. Please bless the gift and we give her this offering in this name. Close some word of prayer. Come back Wednesday night. See what the Lord has for us. Uh, Brother Tim Watson, sir, would you please close? Father, we praise you. Thank you for allowing us to be in your house tonight. Thank you for your word, Father. We thank you for Pastor. Don't think of your words as Father. We just pray that we continue to learn from the examples and provide one to uh, grow and strengthen. Lord, we know that you provide all our needs and that you take care of us and protect us. Lord, we just need to trust in you step by step following your path. Lord, help us to just trust, trust you each day. And Lord, I just pray that you would use us throughout this week here on the glory. I pray that you protect each family. I pray that you bless this body of believers. I pray that you bless the church and grow it from the inside out, Father. Lord, we just thank you and praise you for your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.